Hello everyone. Uh welcome to another episode of the Late Winner Show podcast. What a day. Uh I am just gutted to be very honest. I have been uh yeah, it's I'm 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 been up here since 7am in the morning. I woke up at 6:30 to watch the Clasico. Then obviously um there was an obviously the India Pakistan game as well in uh in cricket. And then uh there was a it was a big day for derbies. I'm very disappointed with one of the games as um, i think as most of our viewers know that i'm a man united fan so horrific shambolic <laughs> performance and uh, to, to, to top it off i have and with me so yeah i'm i'm probably going to get roasted on my own podcast so which is uh, which, uh but i have uday uh, from the loudmouth okay. show and uh debris from the amateur football uh, channel How are you doing guys? Yeah, I'm well, I'm I'm okay. Uh as uh, well, hopefully your um listeners can can sense I have a big grin when I'm speaking to you right now. But no, <laughs> hey, um you know, everything's good. Everything's good. I can't complain. Um, you know, again, football is always the winner, especially at Old Trafford. um i should really contend with the result too especially with sala um, you know clinching on to um, and all passing drop pass record of um, being the top scorer african um, scorer in the premier league and i think um, yeah i'm pretty happy with the margin man to be honest and we have still we haven't lost a single game in the premier league which is pretty uh, it's a pretty amazing um, record to have um but i'm i'm still worried about how uh, chelsea will be performing but i think um overall if you see the defense um they are pretty sturdy and astute so um, yeah that's the only team i'm worried about awesome Barry. i mean i mean, awesome. to, I mean so, uh, sorry uh, sorry just to interrupt there and you know again um as a liverpool fan yeah you know that like, like the biggest threat is like definitely chelsea however you know mendy's been man of the match on a few occasions and you know lukaku isn't really looking like the lukaku from enter he's kind of looking at the you know he's kind of looking like the lukaku from from man united so you know there's 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 like a few things at chelsea that probably still like need to be reworked and 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 uh, kind of looked at at this present moment in time look like liverpool are, are like flying and um you know united supposedly was you know that was supposed to be one of our biggest tests this season and we blew them away um from like Perfect. minute 1 to you know the 93rd minute it was it was absolutely a masterclass how yeah. poor were you, how poor were you right that's kind of one thing but yeah, yeah. we will we'll definitely we'll get in we'll get into the details of, of of the games that happened on the weekend but before we do please make sure that you subscribe Uh, to the late winner show podcast on your favorite streaming platform wherever you listen to your most um, to your audio podcast uh, we also do run a youtube channel uh, by the same name the late winner show please go ahead and subscribe to that as well we're uh, we're doing the road to 250 we're already up to 246 so four more to go keep showing us the love um, and yeah let's let's get started even though i i really don't want to <laughs> but <laughs> but let's get started um obviously we have to start with the with the biggest game now that was on the weekend which is between manchester united and liverpool everyone knows by this podcast uh, by the time this podcast gets released it they got hammered and i mean the manchester united guys they got really hammered i i don't think they had any chance in the game where we could have said yeah they have they have a chance to get back into the game probably the the first chance that came came to bruno in the first couple of minutes that we had and just a couple of minutes later than than uh, keita scored um after that i don't think anything was uh, anyone anything was going for united they were defeated 5-0 ole said it's probably the darkest day, darkest days of his career of his of his yeah of his career at at man united and i agree with him uh, definitely but liverpool uh, on the other hand did not do anything incorrectly I think they mm-hmm. played exactly the way they have been playing the entire season. They knew how shambolic United's defense is at the moment. I mean, Atalanta scored a couple of goals and one guy who scored basically with with one leg on the pitch. He was injured and he still scored. So that just shows you how 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 shambolic United's defense is at the moment which which is 
hard to believe because they were pretty good. Yeah. They were pretty good last season. They're pretty good. Like I'm not, I'm not going to complain on that. They were they were good. They were not pretty good. They were good, decent enough. They're not conceding that many goals. Maguire was leading leading that team. I don't see any leadership from Maguire at the moment. He's he. I don't know what happened to the level, but definitely there's no. um there's no pressing from anyone and if there is any pressing everyone just goes on to one player which basically just left, uh, frees up the the other player in the pitch and they they just have that have that pass uh from the other player and they just score score, score. uh even but, if you look at uh, even if you i mean yeah i'm i'm going sorry i'm going to get you but even if you yeah. go back uh to to the everton game that's exactly what happened but how 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 well do you think Liverpool performed uh in on in this game or do you think that United were just poor and they just took their chances uh before uh, he gets in um I just like to point out to a couple of things um it was more of I felt um United mistakes they were being exposed than Liverpool playing better mm-hmm. um we just capitalized and we sort of took took advantage of the situation Maguire Shaw the partnership in the for the first goal was symbolic again um they were exposed they were left exposed and it wasn't really their fault i would say it was more of the midline being exposed as well because they were pretty uh, there was a lot of space in between the markers right and again i think fomino no one really points out to fomino he's the perfect um, false nine um, positioner if you see how he draws the mark- markers out he was playing really deep off the ball as well tonight and um, that's where i think they capitalized of um, keita's goal as well he got into the number 9 position he scored the goal of that um again you talk about uh, united if you talk about manchester united uh, they really did show up in the first 10 minutes that's it um that's where the momentum shifted entirely to liverpool's um uh, the tactics uh, the way they were playing the way they were lined up the way they were positioned was exactly um how klopp would position the team out to be the philosophy was getting reflected which is where i would like to ask um uh, you know you guys a question um ole Does he really have a philosophy? Because you guys were trying to hold, you guys were trying to press, um, and it was all haphazard. It wasn't really anything. There was no cohesion in the team. There was no coordination in the team. Um, again, the lineup can can come uh, into question as well. Uh, McFred, do you would you really rely on McTominay and Fred to start as your centre midfielders in such a big game, leaving Matic out, leaving Pogba out? Um, yeah. I mean, I I would probably say that this is this is uh, these are the two defensive midfielders that we that he's been playing for almost a year. So I'm not I'm and I'm not saying that I love them. I do not like them at all. Like I don't like that approach uh, by by Oli that you know he goes into he he plays with McFred. I I do not like that approach. I think we have I think we have enough talent in the squad that the manager should be able to figure it out. what's the best system that we can play with he's not been able to figure out anything at the moment i think some things like you just have a lot of attackers in the place you just don't know how to get them in in uh, in the system i guess the last season what was happening is that you had nashal kamani as the striker who used to play so you're not getting those kind yeah. of things where you know uh, those players will actually go back and actually defend for the team it's basically 10 10 people who are going yeah. to defend you are going to question you're going to question ronaldo that you know why does he need go and press and why doesn't he go and do he is not there in united to uh to go back and defend he's there for one reason and that is to score goals and we saw that we saw that even today obviously it was a it was an offside goal but he did score that he, he scored a good goal and he scored that winner against atalanta as well he scored that winner against villarreal as well he's been saving united for a long time man uh it, the, the 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 day the day he arrived i did not even like the performance against newcastle it was a very open game very open game i mean it was newcastle that is the but, entire reason we yeah. were able to beat them we were we were we, we've been shit we've but, been shit since the days since the days yeah. yeah but I know, before you, you get on the run we we what what do you think team what are what is your prognosis on today's game he's gone sorry uh i just want to kind of echo everyone's uh, i'd say comments about ronaldo i think uh yes against newcastle it was an open game and, and you know that was easy um no no disrespect to west ham 
but you know, West Ham are not like the same level as Manchester City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. And, and again, you know, you can you can see by his body language today, he was like, you know, he's kind of looking around and thinking, is this the United that that I really want to be playing for? Uh, you know, um, and and like ever since he's like come. Now everyone's like, okay, well, you know, Oli's now got a team. Let's see if he, you know, if he has the character. And you know, at this present moment in time, he's he's like really being exposed. Um, you know, you can tell now that you know there's there's like there's like going to be a bit of player power now, one hundred percent, even against Leicester. Very, you know, um, you know that was a game that was so open. Uh, and again, you know, Leicester right now are not hitting like that kind of high, you know. But like highs of last season, and you know, again, that was a, you know, that was a, that was a very uh, convincing. Liverpool played exceptionally well today. Second half, it was it was kind of almost like a training session, really. And you know, I loved it when when the camera actually zoomed in on Ollie's face, and I was thinking to myself, I wonder what this guy is thinking. <laughs> I, you know, I you know, I wonder if he thinks he's you know. That like you know he is still the right man for this job. Personally, I think he's the you know I think he's the best man for you know the United job at this present <laughs> moment in time. And literally, I hope he's there for another ten years. Yeah. But you know, um, yes, in terms of how Manchester United play, in terms of the philosophy, I think it's all mixed up. Back in the day, when like you know Ferguson was in his prime, it was all about that gun hole football. It's like okay, you score five, we will score six. Um, now there's, you know, seem to be like a different of uh, styles now. And of course, Mourinho's there, um, Van Howe's there, you know, not, you know, so like there's a kind of mixture of players. And again, you know, with, with like Oli coming in, has he got the credentials to actually take those players that he's got? You know, Pogba, Van der Beek, uh, Ronaldo, Cavani, Martial, Sancho. Again, these are top players. These are top players. Yeah. Um, so like now it's all about the manager and literally right now I, I'd be very surprised personally if he's there this time next week right before Richard, before you get in I just want to make one comment I think you spoke about West Ham not being in the same category as uh, the top big six teams right but I still think West Ham David Moyes is doing a better job than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer than Arteta at the moment, even though they're playing Europa League, but then um, they've been really consistent. Even against Tottenham, they won by a goal. Um, I, I think that was a brilliant performance that Declan Dice and Fornals and Bowen put out there. But yeah, uh, getting back to the podcast, Bishop. No, I think I think you guys are obviously on spot on. I think and 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 your T's mentioning he'd be very surprised if if Oli stays in there. I mean, if if I were the owner of the club, I I would have released a statement by now. To be very honest, and I've been and I've been a very very vocal supporter of of Oli. I've been, yeah, I mean I've been talking to my friends and I've been talking online. I've been going on podcasts and and telling them, yeah, I'm I'm all in for Oli in. I'm all in for that. But I think it's there is a there is a time where you just even even though you like him as a manager, he's got that stability into the club. He's got the players that he wanted. He built the team. But now you really think that are the performances. Going upwards or downwards, and the performance are generally and performance are actually going towards the down. It's it's not it's not going up. You you finished second in the league last season. You got Varane, you got Sancho, you got uh, Ronaldo, probably the greatest player of all time, probably arguably. But is there any kind of um, is there any kind of a trajectory that you're you're seeing that is going on the upward direction? It's not. It's not going in there. It's it's even it's 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 worse than it's worse than last season. You don't see anything that is going on the upward trajectory, and and, and seeing that you know he is going to bring something uh, in the next in the next even if even if you give him this season, do you re- do do I really think that he can do something? Maybe maybe not. Yeah. At this moment of time, it's ninety nine percent maybe not because we shouldn't we shouldn't lose we shouldn't have lost to Villarreal. We shouldn't have lost to Leicester in that FA Cup. It was his decisions that cost us the game. It was his decisions, and that's one of the reasons that I, 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 I don't like. I sometimes question him. Like, even in the game, and I'm going like really way back, but maybe in the last seasons, you know, Champions League when they were playing against PSG, 
there were there were there were decisions that you know mind that were mind boggling to me like you know that this player is on a yellow card you know that he's not playing well why do you keep him on the pitch why you know young boys have have leveled yeah. the game why would you take ronaldo out why would you take bruno fernandes out those are probably the best players on that team at the moment so okay so you you you're <laughs> you're talking about if ole is the best fit for the club a club of such a huge magnitude i don't really think so i'll tell you why because you guys were on the sixth position he brought you to the fourth position then the third and then last season you were second right so he's had yeah. a span of three seasons he's definitely improved there but this season you guys are still on the seventh and if you talk about the performances you've scored 16 goals and you've conceded 15 um that doesn't speak um, volumes for the way you you're playing right and even if you want to you you, you if you talk about football as a uh, uh, transition where you guys are trying to like hit off a counter i think you did this better last season last season at least you didn't concede those many goals that like you are conceding this season um but if you want to talk about how you guys have performed in the champions league as well i don't think villarreal is a weak team villarreal uh, was way more organized than uh, united were if you look at the defensive lineup if you look at um, they've got good attacking um, players too uh, i forgot the name of the spanish international who played in the euros um moreno, moreno. yeah so i mean he's he's done a good job for uh, in the la liga as well so i think um, um united really need to sort the situation out in terms of getting a center midfield why would you go out for ronaldo when you already have a cavani man cavani was performing well for you guys um Me. i don't <laughs> i don't really understand i i think it's just a waste of funds look at liverpool look at klopp he operates on a cost cutting um, situation even though we are redundant in terms of spending and all that but you guys are more focused on getting in more players you don't let the old players settle in you don't let the youngsters get induced uh, with a lot of mature players you don't have a mata on the pitch you don't I... have a matic on the pitch you need players like milner you need players who will induce that maturity in the youth like cortez jones gets to play with players who are very senior to him um you don't have that on the pitch Right. And and you know again, let's be real. Jordan Sancho, you spent seventy plus million, and like he was there in his warm coat, just looking. You've got Van de Beek that you spent crazy amounts of money on, and he's just there looking. And then, you know, and again, let's be real. Oli, uh, so sorry, Oli has been living off two great situations at United. One was the nineteen ninety nine um, her- heroics when you guys won the treble. and also when he got sent off against Newcastle and he took one for the team those are the two biggest highlights of Solskjaer's career at United and and for whatever reason all United fans are saying you know what this like this like guy is great the baby faced assassin etc etc come on like you know again let's be real yeah you know yes you know he like he is the baby faced assassin because like he's just assassinating your team right now i mean and you know what it's wonderful to watch as a liverpool fan uh, and 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 if you have i'm seeing it exactly what um, you've kind of also said as well liverpool right now like we don't even when we were champions we were you know looking at loan players and we kind of got some ben davis from division is it is it championship ben davis from you know center back but again curtis jones again you know like a young prospects coming through milner who's 36 37 playing you know you know again still on top of his game you know we had no money like and again that's a you know that's a kind of you know that's a kind of masterclass in terms of knowing your team and literally knowing the opposition no fabinho as well again people would look at that and think what was klopp doing he knew exactly what he was doing and you know what it paid off yeah. um and and um hey you know what with all jokes aside it's you know uh, the like premiership needs united to be to be very very bounce you know again they like again well you know with all jokes aside you know again they you know uh, they are one of the richest clubs around they you know they can bring people into the premiership so literally they have to be very very bounce and at this present moment there's losing on the pitch but also there's losing your bank balance as well and literally that's what a lot of people on the board would be looking at thinking you know what there's man city there's chelsea there's there's a, there's a liverpool and people could even say even there's leicester city that are now kind of going out and you know and are literally spending big money on you know on like players and you know now are, you know are attracting 
people from overseas to actually come and support our club. And is Oli the face of United, you know, and is he the person to really kind of bring home, well, well, not bring home, I said bring back the glory days because every single season, every, every top four, top five team are looking to at least spend or, or literally at least tie down their bet, they're like better players. And I can imagine a lot of United's better players will be looking further afield from, from like the Pennines right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I, I com- the question that you brought up is, you know, that's a good question to bring up about is Oli the man to bring back the, the glory days, right? At one point of time, yes, I thought so. As I, as I mentioned earlier, yes, I thought so. But at the moment, I, I really don't think so. It's just pro- the team's progression is nowhere. You, you, we talked about, like, you know, you got Ronaldo, but do you, did you, did we really need him? No. I mean, his, his, his entire plan for the last couple of seasons has always been that you make Greenwood as the striker. And he played in the first three weeks of the, before we signed Ronaldo as the striker. And we all know how good he was. We, we saw that he, he was really good. You already had Cavani. When, why would you bring Ronaldo? The reason being, obviously, he said that he's going to leave UA and then the city conundrum started. And that's the entire reason that we, were, we, we got him. Like United if themselves could not see Ronaldo playing for City. It could just not happen. So that's why all these, you know, we saw that, you know, when all these ex-legends came up on a call and Sir Alex Ferguson, something like that. I, I At least I read it. I don't know if that's actually true. But Alex Ferguson jumped up on a call and then said, "Yeah, you cannot do this. Why are you doing this? You have to come here and all that." Like because in a matter of in a matter of an hour, I think everything changed. Right? It was all always go. He was always going to City. Everything changed in one hour, and then just City just dropped out and all that. But yeah, we're not going to talk about like Ronaldo transfer over there. Bishop, I think you should be more grateful to the fact that your your people were fouling us, which is why we stopped scoring. You know, otherwise you could have nicked in two, three more goals towards the end of the match. I mean, oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I tweeted in the middle of the game. I, I needed Liverpool to score nine. I really, I was like going for Liverpool at the one point. Like, I just needed him to understand that how, what a terrible job have you have been doing this season? It's nine games into the season. You, I mean, Arsenal had a, you will level in points with Arsenal. Come on, yeah. come on. They've, they've not had, they've not had a really good start of the season. They lost, but they look at, they look like a team now. Yeah. Ardetta's figured out something. He's he's he's, no, he's I, really it's looking like I a don't team. Think, I still don't they're not consistent enough. I don't think they no, no, no. I'm I'm again we are not gonna talk about like we're not we're not talking about Arsenal. I'm just saying like when you see them, it's they look like a team when they play, right? When even when you even when they lost, it's again and they I think apart from those couple of performances against Chelsea City and that and I feel like that came a little too early for Arsenal. Because they were still trying to figure out because they don't have they didn't have the team and all that stuff, but they're still they still they still figured out something. When you see yeah. them, they play like a team. United at the moment they are not playing like a team. You rely on individual brilliances, and they're like, okay, there was a brilliant pass from Fernandez, and that's why you know Rashford was able to score. Ronaldo was there. If 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 any player was there apart from Ronaldo, that goal that that header would ha- wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. Right, so you're relying on ex- individual brilliances in the game itself to make sure that United win. It's nothing yeah. that Oli is doing something like you know unimaginable that you're like, oh man, what a tactic, what a what a play. He's not doing anything in that in that. Yeah, way. if you ask my honest opinion, I think Brentford and Brighton are doing better than what Arsenal, I would agree Arsenal Man United are doing together. Yeah, I would agree. At least Brentford agree. is taking the game to the opposition. They attack the ball. They they're not afraid of attacking the ball, unlike um, the other big yeah. teams. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a tough fixture on coming for United, anyways. And I think I'm I'm gonna stop uh, uh, you know ranting about United and we'll move on to another to the other to the other teams in the in the week. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, I think there's a tough fixture on coming up. Obviously, Spurs are Spurs are next, and obviously their shit as well. Uh, so <laughs> anything any anything can happen in that game. It will be a blessing in disguise if you know if if we can win that game at least. At least we can win that game because yeah, Spurs don't look anywhere closer to, last, to a top season. six team anymore. Huh? 
ஒருக்கோ without having obviously they were playing against norwich yeah. didn't, and i don't think anybody anybody had any concerns of you know they not scoring but conceding seven goals for norwich as well is is a is a is a thing that is a thing that you should be scared about right like you know norwich i i don't know what norwich are doing like i i don't get it watford manager got sacked earlier than daniel farka because he's been doing basically this he he gets promoted in the premier league and then he just loses every game that he plays in the premier league and then he just goes back to the championship he wins and then he comes back but why so yeah. why are norwich doing any like doing something in their system that can change this why 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 are they not able to stay in that premier league spot like always 20th <laughs> and then get relegated what do you have to say yeah. about that yeah well i mean i think you just said it i think um, norwich are very happy to be the like like the worst team in the premiership but like the best team in the championship and and they're not willing to actually spend the money like they you know of course you get parachute money from um from like getting relegated which i believe is about 60 70 million i'm not too sure there's money to be there's like money in norwich they have not sat their manager because again they don't want to pay the compensation etc norwich i don't you know for me norwich should be banned from from actually get promoted back into the premiership <laughs> honestly it it's it, honestly it's absolutely cr- criminal because again you know um what are they there for you know again i'm sure their fans want to compete and you know again yes okay against chelsea that's fine but you shouldn't be losing seven i'm sorry like you know we're not playing grassroots f- football here uh, it, it was it was absolutely embarrassing uh, and and um and you know, again it's you know it's kind of making a mockery out of she what the you know what the premier league actually stands for um i know derby back in the day like swindon as well you know they were kind of getting beat 6 7 but you know what at least they tried norwich literally are just happy just you know just, just norwich are happy just to go to chelsea never mind anything else and and um and yeah you know i think you know without Werner and Lukaku um this isn't really a game to to kind of really look at and um, and uh, literally analyze the like Chelsea performance yes it's another clean sheet um you know again i'd say Mendy's probably what i say Mendy's probably the best keeper in the premiership right now i don't know but again he's you know he's you know his kind of you know performances previous um have literally saved Chelsea at least 9 you know 9 or 10 points Yeah. um and and yeah you know i've kind of literally always said that chelsea would be very very bad but again just kind of looking at lukaku he, has, he hasn't scored in about is it five or six games in the uh, premiership um you know it it's like you know trying to get him firing um they are not going to drop him once he's fit so you know again people would have to play around him mason mount look you know again looks like a you know he's kind of going on you know leaps and bounds uh um Reece James as well co- definitely competing you know um, against Trent regarding like the best right back around defensively they look strong um you know again but not you know Norwich really honestly they should be banned from actually <laughs> entering the, the like um premiership personally yeah, I think he's already oh, crossed oh, out oh, for oh, for the game oh, there, I, think, I, I think I think yeah. I have a Uh, sorry i have a, i have a question for you as well like you know you we already yeah. we we know that you know um uh lukaku and werner were out of this game yeah yeah and and i don't think i have a i have a concern about them defensively i don't think i have yeah, a concern about chelsea i think the concerns that that come to mind about chelsea is in the attacking side they they yeah. when when luka so obviously they scored seven and obviously it was norwich so probably I I'm not going to comment about that offensive uh, offensive performance at this moment because yeah it was Norwich 
and a lot of teams are basically scoring you know left right and center against them but defensively they look good when lukaku and werner maybe comes back they don't look really offensively strong right when they play yeah. against the bigger teams that's one of the major concerns that i have yes that they might be able to keep the the teams out but what about the offensive performances because if you want to win the premier league you have to score goals you you cannot go into a match with a with a with the mentality of a draw and then hope to hope that the other teams will draw uh, or sorry draw points in the other games and then win the premier league like that yeah i think that also comes down to tactics like we've seen how mm-hmm. tukel against um, big teams also likes playing deep likes creating the ball a lot but also i think mason mount was out of faction for quite some time if i'm not wrong um and again you you guys had a couple of other players like you've got a center mid of dorginio uh, kovacic you sometimes you've been deploying uh, kanté on the left al- alongside lukaku the tactics have been constantly changing and again you guys have been solid defensively but when it comes to finishing you guys have been unable to do that um mm-hmm. again crossing servicing in the box has been poor as well in a couple of games i've seen lukaku getting frustrated um with the ball that chill well and um, you know we were trying to reach out to him um but he 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 was pretty frustrated with the servicing um but if you talk about the last game again norwich if you compare norwich they just got promoted if you compare last season uh, rob robs um fulham they were such a fluid team they were they are miles ahead of what norwich is at the moment yeah. so i i just think um it's kind of criminal to see such a team play in the premier league it's kind of um, embarrassing to see such a team play in the premier league and and they're bound to get rele- relegated this season again I think this is the worst. This is the worst team in in the past three four seasons that I've seen. Even the Norwich of uh, the season before this, um, I think yeah, they're the same team with a couple of different players. They had uh, Buendia. I think Buendia has already departed. Um, that Dorans is yeah. I think that Dorans is it Godfrey as well. Godfrey um, as well. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they were defensively a little bit stronger, but now they just honestly, it's 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 just embarrassing. You know, um, it is. Right, so let's let's uh, let's talk about Manchester City as well. I think they've been they've been pretty uh, they've been pretty good. Uh, you know, even even against Liverpool when they played, uh, they were they were really really good. I think it was a class of brilliance from Mo Salah over there as well. Like you know, which which prevented probably City to to win that game. How 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 well do you think our City equipped uh, to win the Premier League title this season? Given that again they don't have a number nine. Pep already did that last season. I think he's on course to deliver another league title to 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 the to the Manchester, obviously the blue side of Manchester, um, without without uh, without a number nine. Or do you really think that they still lack some some things? Because I really have my doubts still on the biggest stages that they still lack these um, the proper number nine. Where when they struggle to score, if they have a number nine, they can definitely they can definitely you know easily win this. And I, and I've been mentioning this a. Like a, for a long time that you know if if City have a proper number nine, I don't I don't think we ever we even talk about who's going to win the Premier League title. I think this is going to be over by December. But now that they don't have it, uh, what 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 do you think in terms of City performances uh, that happened obviously yesterday against uh, Brighton, mm-hmm. and uh, what do you make of City's chances in the in in the upcoming week? I mean, again, um, Man City have the experience of of like winning the. A premiership without a number nine, and you know against Brighton, you know Brighton tried to play football and they got carved open again. You know Grealish Foden, who who just looks like he's just gone to that next level. Um, you know Bernardo um, Silva as well is literally kind of you know gone to that next level. It's it's a team that's I'd say purring with confidence. And you know, again, people are talking about Liverpool. People are talking about Chelsea. And again, you know, I think Guardiola even likes that. People are, you know, are still not looking at City as as the finished article, which is stupid. Or they like need a number nine to actually win the Premiership. No, they've won it without one. Okay, so if you're kind of looking at the Champions League, which is a, you know, again, could be like a different subject, possibly. But again, if you kind of look and if you can look in terms of how they play, would Harry Kane fit into that team? You would hopefully say so, but again, they play, they like play with so much fluidity, literally so much movement. At this present moment, Harry Kane looks way like way off it, and again, that could also affect their style of play. Would you know if 
if like Ronaldo was at um, City, would he have scored the goals? And again, we've like seen how he's played. You've like even said that he doesn't press. And again, Man City are all about that high press, that high energy to really wear out teams. Would he fit into that team? I don't think he would. Um, Foden, Grealish, Mares, Sterling, um, you know, uh, Silva, um, you know, you are kind of looking at players that, that literally know how to adapt, that kind of literally know how to play in different positions. Uh, and you know what? Man City are just doing their work, um, you know, underneath the covers, but not really saying to, um, too much. And, you know, possibly even, even this Sterling transfer saga, that's, you know, probably helped them because, like, you know, because again, people love to talk about Sterling for like whatever reason. And again, against Brighton, even though, you know, Brighton are a team that they're supposed to be and, you know, Brighton are, and then you're Brighton doing well. How they just open them up at at will. Um, um, hey Zeus as well. He's like chipping in with like goals. It, you know, um, it's it's like going to be a team that I kind of believe. Whoever I mean now, personally, I think it's it's going to be out of City and Liverpool. Um, and having a number nine, you know, isn't isn't the be all and end all for. For a you know team like Man City, yeah, I think I think you're right because, and 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 you know, I don't want to go back onto the United question anymore, but <laughs> but I guess I'm, yeah, I think I'm, I'm I'm done for the day about talking about United. But but you know that those are the comparisons you know uh, that you that you actually bring right. You know, Pep is arguably again one of the greatest managers to to have ever you know uh, played the game or managed the game. He he does things so differently. He adapts to the things so differently. Yes, we can talk about, you know, the, the things that he does wrong as well. Like sometimes he overthinks in the, in the biggest of biggest games in Champions League where, where he really needs to form. And obviously it's, it's coming to him that, you know, he needs to win this and that's why that overthinking comes to him. But he's been, he's been doing so well with City. He, he basically transformed that team within one season. Within one season, he knew what were the areas he needed to fix and he spent basically 200 millions on the on the defense, and we all know what happened right from there, right? That's the comparison that we always draw back to, like, and at least as a United fans, that we always keep on saying that you know we need this central defensive midfielder, we need this central back, we need the striker, we need this, we need that. But that's that's the thing of that coach that you need to adapt to certain things. You cannot get, you cannot spend 500 million in one summer and just be like, okay, yeah, because I have money, I will just spend everything that I have. And everything will get fixed. You still need to work with that team. And that's what we were seeing with, with United. But um, City are on, a, on a, are on a very different level. You, you mentioned that you, you, don't, you don't see uh, Chelsea being in the title race. I see, I, I think all three of them are going to be in the title race come you know, May. I, I, I think this is going to be a, one of the closest title races that we're going to have in a long time. I think the last closest one we had was uh, in 2019, I guess, when 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 City won by a, by a point. I, guess yeah. I think that mm. was it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost after three years that we're going to probably have uh, 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 another another tight fight, uh, title fight. But I mean, but, um, I would kind of literally love to kind of get your opinion. Do Do you think um, Harry Kane or Cristiano Ronaldo could actually go into the Man City? team and and uh, improve it I, I think easily I, I think obviously because the so you, you see the current you see the current system that they play in you don't see a lot of their players in the box which is which is what my concern is because I'm used to seeing city scoring five to six goals against a team like Newcastle Burnley Norwich they're not but they scored they scored two goals against Burnley scored two goals that's it like you know that's one thing that that I feel like, yeah, if they have a proper number nine, because they've they've already had they've, they've had the Sergio Aguero, who was part of their part of their team, and when they even used to play, he used to score hat tricks against these teams, which I don't see that anymore because the because the number of players that are supposed to be in the box to actually do those tap-ins, they are not there anymore. So that's why they have to work a lot 
they have to probably work a little bit extra to get the ball in back ball into the back of their net. They they still have the players Bernardo Silva's, the Kevin De Bruyne's, who will provide those delicious crosses into the box. But there's basically no one to finish them. You you see you see their games. There are so many chances for their players, but it's just that 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 final piece is still missing. I feel like Kane gets into their gets into their team, easily scores above thirty goals, easily. I think but Ronaldo. I, say, I don't know about Ronaldo yeah. because Ronaldo is a different, different, you know, different player. The way he's transformed his game at the moment, it's a different. Yeah. Game. But but the way City play, I don't think what what how United are struggling with him. I don't think City struggles with him. I think he I think he easily provides the goals uh, to to City that that they need. So but but you know um, I, I I and since I have Uday back back on again. Um, what did you make of you know Foden's performances in in uh, Foden's performance in in yesterday's game against Brighton, and what and what do you think his ceiling is? Uh, I'd, I'd like to comment on City's striker position. You know, like you spoke about how Pep has been cribbing over the past couple of seasons that he wants Haaland, he wants Kane, he wants Ronaldo, whatever it is. But I just feel that these guys are primary strikers who need more attention, more servicing than a false nine would, right? So the rotation would reduce. But in a way, they'd start scoring more goals. But Pep would need to change his tactics a bit. He wouldn't be able to play Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish together, because the focal point will be the number nine. It won't be someone who's playing as a false nine. You see, Phil Foden, Sterling, uh, uh, even Ferran Torres—they keep on changing, rotating uh, in that front uh, forward position, right? Um, but when you talk about Phil Foden, he's been tremendously amazing for them, man. Um, I I didn't watch the Brighton game that much, but whatever I could make out of it was that Brighton did start um, well in the first ten minutes, and they got um, hit by two goals back to back. It was it was really tough on them, but again, Brighton the, the way Potter Graham uh, lays the tactics down. Um, Neil Mopey has been amazing under him. Um, we've seen how um, you know even the right back, um, the guy from Ajax, I forgot his name, Beltman, and um, the other guy, um, Sari Clamty. They've been amazing as well. They've been very versatile under him. They're quick. Um, Lewis Dunk, uh, Burns, all these players have been really sturdy and uh, early they've been good. But against City, they couldn't really show up. Again, um, City were dominating on their day, but um, I still feel Brighton with time, but they'll definitely improve. And the position they're at at the moment, they're above United. They're in the top four or five um, in the league. Um, mm-hmm. They don't really deserve that, but they'll be in the top ten for sure this season. The way he's been making the team play out, so yeah, that's just my two cents on Brighton. Yeah, I think I think I think Graham Potter has done has done a good job. I think no one of I, I think I, I obviously I've I've not asked you any predictions before before I you know before this podcast, but I don't think anyone would have predicted uh, for Brighton to be in the top half. Um, uh, for this season, I think everyone was going for another relegation title, a relegation battle fight uh, for for Brighton. But but the way they've you know they've they've come up and the way they've been playing, it's 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 commendable. Like you know what Graham Potter has done, I, and I mentioned this in one of our podcasts as well previously about uh, Cucurella, who who came from I think uh, Espanol. The way Cucurella actually plays, uh, or he used to play in 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 Espanol, was very different compared to what what Brighton and in the Premier League is playing. So. So that obviously tells you a lot about the coaching as well. That how well he's, you know, uh, made Kukurella uh, transform into the team so quickly, and obviously tells about the player as well, like how intelligent he is and how adaptive, adaptive he is in to uh, to to you know to to get to to play in the Premier League and and adapt to that adapt to that playing style. So, so that's again, I I feel like yeah, I think Graham Potter is is doing is doing an uh, doing a really uh, before, good. Before before T gets in, I just want to make one more comment. Um. You've spoken about other players as well. Uh, you see, Solly Marsh, Crossard. These are really versatile players as well who love playing from wide and they love getting inward. You know, they love they love getting inside um, and they try their best to you know get the shots on target. But the problem with Brighton uh, Brighton is um, their end product is missing. The only the build ups are amazing. Um, they know how to um, you know uh, get into uh, good uh, build ups. They know how to. Um, develop the game from behind. They can play long as well. They have no problem with um, the passing regime. They have not, no problem in the, um, you know, in the formation. Um, again, if you hand Graham Potter a better team, maybe United, I, I'm sure he'll do a better job out of the team. He deserves a better team, and he's actually proven it. Um, I, I remember there was an article where Potter 
um, had to prove uh, himself before he got the uh, Brighton job. Um, he started teaching a couple of students from the university and um, they really excelled. They were struggling as a unit, but um, it came under the radar and people noticed him a lot is when he actually got the Brighton job. Um, the management wasn't really convinced um, with the way he um, you know, got the job. Um, but again, uh, as T has spoken of how important grassroots are, I think it all lies down on the basics. So, yeah. I think that's, and, that's well put, yeah. Yeah, and, and again, you know, let's be honest here, like, Graham Potter is not really a name that is, quote-unquote, sexy to a premiership team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, again, I think, you know, that's, that's kind of really probably held back a lot of managers in the lower leagues that, you know, people believe that they could probably do a job in the, you know, uh, premiership. And, you know, again, Graham Potter is, is that one coach uh, that, that is, you know, really doing great, great stuff at Brighton. And again, you know, Brighton um, under Chris Houghton were just a team just to survive. Now they're a team that are not... <laughs> I'm not going to say challenging for, you know, UEFA spots, but, you know, I think now they are, they are kind of comfortable now, you know, everyone would expect Brighton to be in a premiership next season. Um, you know, yeah. they will win some, they'll lose some. And, you know, again, they'll have good games and bad games, but again, sometimes you have to work with the players that, you know, that you have. Uh, and, uh, but again, you know, we are, we are seeing a change of style with, with like Brighton now. Um, I think there was a start, I was it yesterday or when was whenever Brighton played? Oh yeah, yesterday against City. That um, um, they're not like a big, big team. And like back in the day, you know, Brighton were like six foot plus or you know five foot ten, six foot plus players. You know that would just header and kick and uh, literally play the percentage game. As long as the ball is in your area, then you know we will battle and and let, and let hustle. Now, change of style. Change, you know, change of, I'd say, physique in terms of like, the players that they're looking for. Um, and, you know, it's kind of doing, you know, and uh, literally Brian are doing really, really well. And, but again, they, they kind of came, they kind of came unstuck against a great Man City team. They thought they could take the game to Man City and Man City just carved them open. But, you know, again, I, I really do expect Brian to be, to be at least in the um, top half of the table. Awesome. Um, you know, other the other manager who is who is under pressure is Nuno. He he is I think he's feeling the heat now. He's uh, he started with three one zero victories in the Premier League, but after the after the international break that they've come back, I I don't see any uh, progress. I think they lost uh, the three games that they had, and then they won against Aston Villa before the international break. Again, they've lost. Uh, a couple of games right after that as well. It's not. It's not really working for them. I think it's not working under Nuno as well. I don't know what's gone. What's gotten into Kane? He's not scoring. And for that team to succeed, I think Kane needs to score or Kane needs to do something with that. He needs to basically be the leader in that team to to have to have any success uh, for Tottenham. Do you think that? Do you think that Nuno was? Um, okay, all, all right. You know, first, first we should definitely comment on the match. I think, what did you guys feel about the match between uh, Tottenham and West Ham? I think Tottenham were definitely very poor again. West Ham had the better of the chances to 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 win the game, and deservedly they, they did. But what what did you make of of, of Tottenham's performances? I just feel uh, when you talk about West Ham, they have more direct footballers on the flanks. You talk about Bowen. You talk about. Um... Um, for Nulls, they are more direct with their football. Um, yeah. When you talk about Tottenham, they were maybe recycling the ball a bit too much. They had a lot of possession as usual. Um, you know, um, they had a lot of passes as well, but it was all wasteful. We we saw how David Moyes deployed these people with whatever 40, 42% possession they had in hand. And they were able to take the chances. They had more shots on target. They had more shots. So I, I think they build up with Declan Rice in the center and Suchek initially they didn't really work well, but um, they really broke down um, Tottenham piece by piece. Declan Rice was very progressive in this match specifically. Um, so yeah, that's just my two cents on this. Um, I think people are not surprised how how well West Ham are playing. So you know, it's not a shock 
shock result. I think regarding Spurs, I think Harry Kane has to move for Tottenham to progress. Because uh, again, he he is kind of such a linchpin and a steward to the uh, to like Tottenham. I think a lot of things just rest upon his shoulders, and and um, I think the pressure is beginning to be a little bit too much. And I think sometimes you just need a clean break. Um, and you know, I think with the money that they could possibly get for him, 80, 90 million, possibly a hundred, that's you know that's kind of good for a 27, 28 year old striker. I think we should cash in. I think everyone knows um, how. You know, I mean, it was a PR disaster regarding uh, the appointment of Nuno. Um, yeah. How many of the managers literally yeah. were 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 well actually touted for for like the job? So actually, Nuno knows he wasn't even third or fourth choice. Uh, yeah. And and you know, and again, actually, in- interestingly, Graham Potter was one of the one was one of them really? was one of them actually. To be, to be wow. considered, yeah. Wow. And then, and um, and again, you know, um, all credit to like you know, Nuno. He, you know, Wolves, like he did well at Wolves, uh, but again, there was a there was a style of play, and he's trying to bring it to to a Tottenham team that are again no disrespect to Wolves, but again, let like a Tottenham team are you know are probably. Uh, better individually and you know again players are human beings they will literally look at the manager and they should and they read and and they watch television and you know again they like know that this is not the manager that but like you know uh, Tottenham wanted so already like it's you know like he's facing a uphill battle um, Doherty I mean I don't know if Doherty's been playing but again Doherty moved from Wolves to Tottenham because Nuno didn't want him. I don't know if he's playing, but again, things like that that can play no. on a manager's mate. You know, he's, he's not. Can, he's not that much. Yeah, not playing. Yeah. So, and again, you know, it's it's. Uh, do, do I see? You know, no. Yes, I do see Levy making a snap decision on Nuno because that's the type of person he is. Um, it, you know, you know, it might be just the game that we need next weekend. So if 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 uh, United lose, Oli gets sad. If no, if uh, Spurs lose, no, no get sad. <laughs> it might just or, be that. And, and or or if or it's a it draw, might, uh, yeah, you know exactly, exactly. And Nuno and yeah, Nuno and Oli just shake hands like, hey, we don't need to get sad. Let's just go for a nil-nil draw. That's it. Like, so mm-hmm. let's show like we're defensively capable and offensively shit. So yeah, let's let's yeah. just let's just focus on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, again, you know, with the um, new like stadium and literally how kind of Tottenham have kind of I'd say uh, shaped in terms of the like landscape of like Premiership stadiums and also football stadiums in general, you know, you like want to be you know competing at the kind of high end of of the kind of. Um, elite spectrum so yeah you know like you need to be in the champions league spots to be to be financially stable you can't just rely on now american football to like be your biggest you know money like spinner that that will not sit right with the spurs supporters um so again you know with that that type of infrastructure with that type of stadium and again with the type of players that they still have at the club um, Nuno's fighting a, he's, he's fighting a big battle. Um, do I see him there in the next two years? No. I'd be, again, very surprised if he's there next season. But again, you know, um, you, you know, football is a very fickle, fickle sport. And, you know, you know, it, you know, it's a very, you know, fickle game. So who knows? Who knows? Okay. But also, if we talk a bit about how Bergwijn, Delhi Alley, um, Lo Celso, they were supposed to be very promising start for Tottenham. And over the past couple of seasons, even when Mourinho was there, even when Pochettino was there, I don't think any other manager barring Pochettino has actually been induced in a lot of individual growth of players. Like we've seen Pep, um, Klopp, Ram, um, uh, Dean, um, uh, the Aston Villa manager. Um, they've actually helped their players grow individually and become a cohesive unit. I don't think um, you know, uh, Nuno is doing the same job as good as other managers are. Um, Bielsa, for that matter, I agree that he's struggling, but at least his tactics were on point in terms of, you know, focusing on this possession domination, even though he's pretty low uh, low in the league. Um, 
he worked out really well with the team last season. So, um, you know, I, I just feel Nuno is not the right fit when it comes to a team like Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think you're right because I feel like his his tactics don't work with the players that he has in the team. I think he. I think he needed a. Again. Probably, I would say that yeah, he he needed a good transfer window, which he I don't think he got. I think he needed a couple of players in the midfield that could help, uh, you know, the offensive players. At the moment, I don't see a, like a lot of creative players in the midfield which can you know do any damage to the attacking. Uh, I mean, sorry, which can you know provide some threat to to the attacking side. It it yeah. doesn't look like it. That's why you see like you know even Son or even Kane playing so from the deep that. Yeah. Uh, they because they are the only people who are actually scoring the goals or assisting, right? So that's one of the reasons that you don't see anything. Uh, and and you mentioned and you mentioned it correctly, right? There is no cohesion within that team. It, it's 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 just a bunch of players playing, you know, individually. It's it's they're not looking like a team. Um, you know, final final question I had for you guys was about um, Leicester. Leicester definitely, you know, they've they've uh, they've they've come back. I think they had a they had a really bad start to the season. They were not scoring goals. Um, they were leaking goals at the same time. But I think in the last couple of games, three games, they've they've definitely found their form. Uh, scored against scored four against um, United. Scored four <laughs> against uh, Spartak Moscow in the in the in the Europa League game. Today uh, they scored uh, two goals against Brentford. Who who I really thought that you know Brentford were probably going to be the winners of this game, but eventually it. I mean, obviously it turned out to be Telemann this great strike that he, you know, that he usually you know uh, performs in in uh, in, uh, in 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 like one or the other game that he plays in. What do you what do you make of Leicester uh, Leicester's performance today against Brentford, and how do you feel uh, their their season might progress given now that they're finally finding their form? Um, okay, so regarding Leicester, and uh, I think everyone on this panel can actually say, you know, it's, it's so refreshing to actually see a team that are, you know, that literally com- competed for like the Champions League spots for the past two, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, like winning, like, you know, like Premiership was just unbelievable. So again, you know, it's, it's so refreshing. I think we've, you know, Brendan Rodgers now. He's like been at Leicester now, is it for four years? Three, four years? Three years, yeah. Three years. So, um, and, you know, they kind of kind of say, you know, that a manager's cycle is around four to five years, if not, you know, like a little bit less. So, 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 so now the Leicester players now know how he talks, his communication, the coaching, the training. Uh, and again, I think everyone's seen it with James Madison, how he's dropped off a lot. Um, we don't know why, but hey, you know, like it is um, Ben, Ch- you know, Chidwell left for Chelsea because like he like felt that Leicester couldn't give him what he wanted. Um, and again, this is going to be a very pivotal season for Brendan Rodgers and for Leicester because they don't want to kind of, you know, Leicester fans are used to winning stuff now, <laughs> you, know, you know, FA Cups, you know, um, Community Shields or, you know, whatever it is now. Like they are used to being very, very about against Brentford. Yeah, I 100% um, agree with you. I, I, you know, I thought Brentford will actually get something out of the game. Um, but again, I think, you know, Leicester, um, you know, they, you know, they are what I call like, the kind of wily old fox, you know, they know how to get results. They've got Jamie Vardy that's, you know, no matter what you think about him, he's a pest, he's a nuisance, but you know what, you know that he's always going to be very, very about, so he's going to be on your shoulder, he's, you know, he's like going to be nasty to you, you know, he's, he's like one of these old school attackers that still got a bit of pace at the age of 33, however old he is now. Um, it's going to be very interesting again in the next season or two when Vardy has to probably um, change his game or, you know, or literally they, you know, in terms of the recruitment, um, who they're going to bring in, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a very pivotal time. And with the owners, again, this is, this is literally how the premiership should be run in terms of how like owners should, should that like, come across. They literally, well, it can look from the outside, but they love their fans. 
um, they they kind of believe in the local community. They also believe in their manager as well. Uh, but again, you know, they would have to spend pretty big next season to be to be challenging for like the top five, top six. Um, but I mean, I, you know, um, I don't. I mean, hopefully Leicester will not be a selling club because of course, T, you know, Tillemans. Uh, is it Falana at centre back that's injured oh, right now? Yeah, um, and then of course Madison as well, and like Harvey Barnes. You know, these are gems, and you know Leicester, you know, literally want to keep a hold of these, these and players. The moment they like become a selling club, then they'll be looking at teams. You know, then we'd be calling them the new Southampton, <laughs> and you know, literally, and literally no one. No one in the Midlands really kind of wants to kind of go down that like route. But no, you know, um, literally I've got a lot of love and I've got a lot of patience for, for like Leicester and, uh, you know, literally um, I only wish them the like best. And again, Brendan Rodgers, former Liverpool manager, came close, you know, you know, but so, you know, um, so again, you know, he's got like, you know, I've got like a lot of time for, for like Leicester, uh, Leicester fans and also Brendan Rodgers. So you know, T one one thing you mentioned over there that they might become Southampton. They can they cannot become the next Southampton until they lose two games, which is nine games. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. uh, yeah, no. It, it, I just want to comment uh, on Leicester a little. Um, I think the kind of players that he's playing with, they're proper Brendan Rodgers players. You know, like the philosophy that he has mm-hmm. of uh, maintaining a lot of composure at the same time, hitting on a counter and going it. Going like the foxes usually go on for, um, but in this game it was a little different in terms of Brentford trying to bring the game to them in the first half. Um, even though Yuri Tillman had a starter, which he usually shows up with, um, um, but I still feel that Brentford was reserved winners in terms of the way they were trying to you know get onto them. Um, Leicester had their ways, but I was a little um, um, you know taken aback when I saw Jamie Vardy was taken off at half time. I think. That was probably because he was injured a little. He had a sprain or something of that sort. So yeah. that's where I think when Ian Hacho is playing alone, um, I don't think that really works for the team. Um, they need another striker probably or they probably need a, a bench warmer who can actually fill in the boots for Vardy when he's not playing. Um, I mean, they've got it. They, they, they did bought in uh, Patson Daka for that. He is the feature. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I forgot about Daka. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the defensive line is pretty sorted. We, he did, did leak a couple of goals in the couple of first um, Premiership games. But um, I think uh, Johnny Evans, um, Amate and, um, you know, and Stoyunchu, who actually lost his ranks in the last season, I think they're back on track. And uh, they're definitely missing out on Wesley Fofana, who's supposed to be very promising again. Yes. But he's very injury prone, which is why I think um, they're struggling, um, you know, with the recovery and everything. He's... He's been injured a lot many times in the last season too. So I think, yeah, I think they're pretty sturdy as a team, and um, I don't think they'll turn into a Southampton anytime soon because uh, Brendan has been working on the team since I think the past four seasons now. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they've come up really well. Yeah. Right. Um, I think great discussion, guys, for the for the roundup. I, I think we can sit for another hour and talk about uh, the other teams, other the other teams that played today. Uh, because we just love football and we can talk about it non-stop 24-7. But I would like to thank he and Uday from Loudmouth Shorty from the Amateur Football um, Baller Podcast. Uh, thank you for coming on to the Late Winner Show. Thank you for providing your thoughts on the weekend. Thank you for roasting me as well on, on United. Um, you know, uh, you know, literally, you know, you know, you know, I just want to say, you know, I think, you know, we were actually really, really kind to you because, you know, again, we didn't really talk too much about like the Liverpool team. So, you know, I think we're actually really, really kind to you because, of course, this is your show. So, hey, um, you know, I just want to say that right now. I just want to say that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, T, for being, for being so nice to me. Uh, thank you, T. Uh, but before we, before we do, you know, before we do log off, uh, Please make sure that you know you subscribe to the Late Winner Show podcast on your favorite streaming platform where you listen to your audio podcasts. We uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Google, we are on um, Prime, Amazon, sorry, not Prime, but Amazon Podcasts as well, and Spotify. So yeah, we're basically everywhere wherever you prefer to listen to your audio podcast. And uh, as I mentioned in the start, 
uh, we do have our YouTube channel by the same name as well. Please make sure that you like and subscribe as well over there. We're doing lots of content um, on, you know, related to the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, and the Liga as well. For this season, we're doing some FPL shows as well. Uh, we go live almost every uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So please do, do make sure that you tune in for that. Um, and that being said, I think, guys, again, thank you so much and good night.